Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, teaching business owners the not-so-secret techniques that took famous businesses from mom-and-pop to major brands. Stephen Semple is a marketing consultant, story collector, and storyteller. I'm Stephen's sidekick and business partner, Dave Young. Before we get into today's episode, a word from our sponsor, which is, well, it's us. But we're highlighting ads we've written and produced for our clients. So here's one of those. My name is Travis Crawford. And I realized the other day that I run my company a little bit different from my competitors. Because I realized I have never had a conversation with one of my guys about poor performance. And I have never forced my people to measure themselves against each other. My technicians are a team. And a team works together. They don't compete to be the best. They collaborate to be the best. At our Monday morning meeting, we don't talk about who's number one. We don't talk about who's screwed up and who isn't measuring up. Because I never want my people to dread coming to that meeting. We spend 100% of our time talking about how to do better. If something went wrong, you know it went wrong. You don't need me to make you feel bad, and you definitely don't need me to do it in front of your coworkers. I want my team to feel good about what they can accomplish today, how they can get better today, and best serve you today. And it surprises me that not everybody gets that. I'm Travis Crawford, and I think that makes a difference. Welcome back to the Empire Builders Podcast. Dave Young here with Stephen Semple, and you've got me stumped on today's topic, Stephen. It doesn't happen very often. (laughs) And and it it either means that you're finding nuggets that nobody's ever found, or or we've hit the bottom of the barrel, but I don't think we've hit the... (laughs) (laughs) You said, this is Thomas Cook Travel, and you thought I might have heard of it, but you failed to understand that I spent my my formative years in western Nebraska where... (laughs) Uh, there, there was no travel agent. There was no travel. In fact, tomorrow, Julie and I will have been married 20, no, excuse me, 31 years. Wow. And our first date, we drove 100 miles <laughs> to go to a Starbucks, Baskin Robbins, and a Taco Bell. So travel agent, where, what? <laughs> travel agent was your gas station. <laughs> I've heard of such things, but... <laughs> So do tell me more about this Thomas Cook fellow. Well, they existed for 178 years until going defunct in 2019. So they were around a long time. And it was founded by Thomas Cook Mm -hmm. on July 5th, 1841 in Leicester, England. And it was a pioneer in the travel space. That's what makes it kind of interesting. And Thomas Cook created the idea of middle-class travel group travel, and the travel agency. Okay. They created that. That He really was the first. And he was, um, Thomas Cook was a Baptist minister from the Midlands of England. And one day, while waiting for a stagecoach, he conceived the idea that travel, and specifically the educational benefits of travel, could help working people be weaned off the fiend of alcohol, as he put it. I mean... These days, you travel to go find places to get out. Well, I know. It seems odd, doesn't it? He was quoted as saying, what a glorious thing that it would be if the newly developed power of railways and locomotion could be subservient to the cause of the temperance movement. It started his thinking around it because on July 5th, 1841, Cook arranged for a train to carry 570 temperance supporters 11 miles from Leicester to Lockborough and back for a shilling. And the price included tickets and food, all inclusive. So 
Over the next three summers, Cook created more and more outings for temperance groups and Sunday school children. And it became so successful that the Midlands County Railway Company offered Cook an arrangement as long as he provided passengers. Cool. So Cook started a business under his name that organized rail excursions for pleasure, and he took a percentage of the revenue. So basically became the world's first travel agent. Yeah. He also took this step further. He created first class and second class tickets. Oh, there you go. So here's the other thing he realized is travel in that day, people weren't traveling. So to stimulate travel, what did you have to do? He created a 60-page handbook on journeys. This was the first travel brochure, Hmm. right? So people were starting to travel. Well, I got to stimulate the travel, so I need to create a travel brochure. And he began advertising the idea of travel. And he, he's quoted as saying, advertising is to trade what steam is to machinery. It's the thing that makes it work, yeah, right? absolutely. His goal is he wanted to make travel cheap and easy and safe for others. He would organize all sorts of trips around the area. And he started then also including accommodation in the tours. In 1846, he created a tour for 360 people to tour Scotland that led to ruin and bankruptcy. But he kept at it. And five years later, there was the great exhibition, which was held at the Crystal Palace in Hyde Park in London. You know, one of these big world trade type things. It was, it was really built for the World Expo or whatever it was. It was the first World's Fair. Yeah. Prince Albert. Yeah. Queen Victoria's husband, Prince Albert, was the organizer for it. So it mm -hmm. was a big deal. Big, big deal. And so Cook created a tour from the Midlands to London, and he managed to do this tour. Think about this at the time. 1851. And he had 165,000 people sign up for this tour. Holy moly. And he included dormitories in this trip for an extra two shillings a night. And then in 1855, he did his first continental tour, right? So taking right. people from the island over to continental Europe. And they had paddle steamers to Antwerp and then on the Brussels and Cologne and Frankfurt and Heidelberg and Strasbourg. And finally, the Paris for the International Exhibition. And he personally conducted this tour. Then he created tours of Egypt and the Nile River along with Palestine. The Nile River tours were so popular that at one point the Nile got the nickname Cook's Canal. <laughs> Love that. And Cook and his wife also operated a small temperance hotel above the office and also sold luggage and footwear and telescopes and guidebooks. They also sold hotel coupons, which were really the early forms of traveler's checks that could be used at approved locations. So instead of traveling with money, you would travel with these coupons for your hotel. You wouldn't need to have a lot of cash on you. because Right. Yeah. World's first traveler's check. So the amazing thing is these tours were for this uh, newly emerging middle-class worker, not the rich. This is one of the things he also noticed was the beginning of the Industrial Revolution you know, you suddenly had this emergence of the middle class where people had a little bit of extra money and he created yeah. tours for these people. Travel was new to this group. Things like the Great Exposition, which exposed people to the empire, also stirred the idea of travel. And, you know, Cook facilitated this. 1866, he led his first tour to the United States, which included oh. a month-long voyage across the Atlantic. You're going to love this one. In 1872, they did a world tour, a 222-day excursion that included a steamship across the Atlantic, stagecoach across America, paddle steamer to Japan, overland journey across India and China. And it was 210 guinea, which would be about $35,000 today. Wow. What yeah. an adventure. Yeah. And his sons later actually created 
the true version of the traveler's check that was actually more like money rather than just a hotel, mm -hmm. more like the, the traveler's check that we became accustomed to that no one knows what the hell a traveler's check is any longer. So for the kids out there, a traveler's check, <laughs> anyway, you can go look it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just any check, right? Uh, travelers or not. I don't even know whether I can explain what a traveler's check is any longer or why you would need right? it. Right, no. <laughs> He was taking so many people through Europe that there was complaints from the well-heeled that they felt that Europe was supposed to be their private domain and Cook swamped the continent with, you know, these low-bred, vulgar, ridiculous, oh, no. you know, people. Yeah. And Cook's tourists were being referred to as Cockneys. <laughs> oh, that's great. He also set up a division for the well-to-do called the Prince's Department. And it did tours for people like India Maharajas. There was one tour I came across that included 200 servants, 50 families, 20 chefs, 10 elephants, 35 tame tigers, 1,000 packing cases, and a howitzer. And a howitzer. <laughs> and why, a howitzer. Not? <laughs> why not? Why <laughs> not? When the Sons took over the organization, they did the first air charter in 1919 that went from New York to Chicago. And in 1928, the business was sold, but it forever changed travel. Stay tuned, we're gonna wrap up this story and tell you how to apply this lesson to your business right after this. Nice one. Thanks. We should do this more often, man. I wish we could. And why can't we? It's my business. What about it? Thought everything was good. It was. Do I hear a but in there? Sales have started to flatten and we're down over last year. Oh. Can't figure it out, tried a bunch of stuff. Putting in more time doesn't seem to make a difference. Yikes. It's frustrating. Have you spoken to Steven? Who? The host from the podcast we just interrupted? No. Why not? I thought you were trying stuff. I am, but what's Steven gonna do? He'll work with you for free. You mean that starter session thing? Yep. I don't know. What do you have to lose? Not much, I guess. So, you gonna book one? Yeah, why not? Where do I do it again? I think you can do it right from this podcast. Cool, thanks. You bet. We really should do this more often. Golf more or interrupt this podcast? Over to you, Dave. Book your starter session on this podcast's website. Just visit theempirebuilderspodcast.com and click on Get Started. Let's pick up our story where we left off, and trust me, you haven't missed a thing. You know, this was at the time of the emergence of the middle class. And the part that I really liked about what Thomas Cook did, it's really more about, yeah, there's the big idea of there's this new idea, travel to the middle class, mm -hmm. and advertising it. What he recognized, you and I talk about this a lot, is friction. What he recognized mm -hmm. was all the friction points. Okay, where do I travel to? Travel brochure. What about money? Here's vouchers and coupons, right? Yeah. All inclusive, you know, these packaged travels. So basically, he went through and every friction point there was created a solution for those friction points. There's still, to this day, for a lot of people, something that can be a little unnerving of landing in a city you've never been in and not have some kind of plan. Right. Even yes. with the internet, you, you book a room in downtown somewhere and now you're like, well, what am I going to do next? Well, and you think about this is at a time where, you know, no internet, like oh, no gosh. travel yeah. brochures, no any of those things. People didn't have cars. People barely traveled at all. So, you know, it was ve like very, very innovative. And yeah, there'd be a lot of 
scary pieces to it that they just basically help remove each one of those roadblocks. As the Industrial Revolution rolled in, to, to become the person that helps people, even though this is sort of a pun, navigate the new technology, steamships, railroads, even 50 years before him, you want to go someplace beyond your own horizon. Oh, yeah. Probably didn't happen very often. Really didn't. Really didn't for, at for all. For someone that's that's not, you know, if, if you're not landed gentry or, or, or wealthy, you just didn't go anywhere. What was really interesting is he even created the thought of of that yeah. travel's a good thing to do to expand your horizons, your mind, all those all those other things. So I do find it funny that it was for the purpose of temperance, right? It like really I found that is. kind of a really interesting leap, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he would have been successful anyway. That's probably just an interesting personal goal of his, and we see that all the time as well. I've got a client that embedded in all of their ads are are their beliefs. That's not completely unusual. I don't know that it worked, right? We don't, we, I don't know if we have evidence of that. If you're trying to get away from your pub, you're going to have to go somewhere where there isn't a pub and I don't know where that would be. Right. Well, and, and you know, the interesting one in that is even, you know, what we discovered for the Vice Media, right? In terms yeah. of the founder of Vice Media, you know, he was a heroin addict who went to a little tiny town in the middle of Europe to get away from heroin and he was able to find it, right? Like, so there is that. But here's the interesting thing. The reputation of Thomas Cook Travel was such that unchaperoned single women went on tours with Thomas Cook. So I don't know what they did, but there was that reputation that it was okay to send your unattached daughter on one of these trips on chaperone you got my attention though with the trip to scotland that bankrupted him yes was that early on that was early yeah that was early on i was not able to come across the details of what went wrong that bankrupted him something in the back of my head says maybe they got involved in some distilleries and (laughs) (laughs) well maybe who knows maybe that's the reason why we can't find any of the details on it it's it's deeply buried (laughs) all of his passengers jumped off the train and founded distilleries (laughs) (laughs) they never came back no (laughs) they're scottish now Maybe that's what happened. You know, I just thought it was an interesting story, especially in terms of this whole idea of looking at friction points and eliminating those friction points so that basically the product you're selling, the service you're selling is just continually easier for the customer. And I think far too often we don't think about, you know, this constant elimination yeah. of, of all of these things, make it easier, make it easier, make mm-hmm. it easier. Yeah, and, and lasted till 2019, you said existed for 178 years. And sounds like maybe the pandemic taken them out. No, because September 2019, I think just pre- Just before. Just before. And it was purchased by Hayes Travel, is who purchased it, yeah. But it went defunct in 2019. Thank you for sharing the Thomas Cook story, Stephen. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review. And if you have any questions about this or any other podcast episode, email to questions at the Empire Builders Podcast dot com.